Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Welcome to another edition of Life Behind Bars. I'm Noah Rothbaum, the Daily Beast half full editor. Joining me, as always, is my colleague and co-host, David Wondrich. How are you, Dave? I'm good. How are you? I am pretty good. We had uh, created a little bit of a uh, of a viral sensation a couple of weeks ago on, on Half Full when our old friend uh, Lou Bryson, uh, you know, we had talked about um, him doing a story about older um, American whiskey, and then he wrote a story that... Um, yeah, he had opinions. <laughs> he, he has a few opinions about this, I'm not going to lie, and... Um, he was working on it, you know, for a number of weeks, interviewing range of legends, you know, in our industry, different uh, master distillers. And, you know, he was pretty excited about it. And he kept giving me updates. And I was I was trying to, like, you know, contain my excitement to read it and uh, <laughs> let him do his thing, not rush him. And then yeah. he turned it in. And I was pretty blown away. And, and the story, which um, we ran a few weeks ago called Stop Wasting Your Money on Bourbon That's Too Old, um, which I think says it all. <laughs> Um, you know, really touched the nerve with our readers yeah. and, and people who, you know, don't even read um, half full on a regular basis and kind of went around the internet and, you know. Well, you know, people have a lot of money sunk into this at this point. Absolutely. And I think it's, you know, uh, a little bit contrary to what, um, you know, a lot of bourbon writers and whiskey writers and the drinks industry as a whole has been telling people about whiskey over the last few years. I mean, certainly you and, and the rest of the half full team, you know, we, we always preach people should drink what tastes good to them, what, what they mm-hmm. like and, and, and not waste their money on, uh, on stuff that's uh, over oaked or for over show, you know, for or, show. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Overhyped. And um, you know, I think one of the hallmarks of our, of our section has been, you know, exposing things that are, you know, sort of undervalued, um, you know, relative bargains or, or things to avoid that are, overpriced and uh you know while while american whiskey for decades has sort of been a great undervalued spirit we're now enduring an era when it's becoming you know overhyped overblown and and sometimes overpriced well yeah parts of it fortunately absolutely absolutely the the extreme ends of it i I would say um but but you hear about those those extremes ever more often which is uh I think part of what's driving this. Without further ado, we'll be joined by one of our favorite whiskey drinkers, Lou Bryson. Welcome, Lou. Thank you so much for joining us today. I really appreciate it. That's a pleasure. A couple of weeks ago, you wrote a story for the Daily Beast suggesting people not waste their money on bourbon that's too old, on American whiskey that's too old, and it really hit a nerve with our readers. And I, you know, to be honest, it kind of went truly viral so you know i thought uh definitely a lot there to discuss and you know wanted to uh 
chat with you about sort of what inspired the story and, uh, you know, drill down a little bit more about what the proper age is for, for, you know, for buying and drinking bourbon and American whiskey. I think that really set it off is I just kept thinking about all the times I heard Jimmy Russell, uh, the master distiller at, at Wild Turkey, talking about how his favorite age for bourbons is between um yeah, roughly between eight and 12 years old um yeah. yeah you know i mean he stretches out a little bit to seven now and i think that that might be because i mean wild turkey you know never had an age state well i shouldn't say never it did but uh in my lifetime that i remember drinking bourbon <laughs> has not had a uh, which is quite vast so yeah it's so I think it's a ways it used to have the the eight used to be an right. age statement and yeah, that was, but that was back in like the eighties. Yeah, back then I, I, I was, uh, I mostly um, thought about bourbon as a concept rather than as a, <laughs> a drink. I thought you were going to say condiment. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, it's actually it's it's funny, you know. Um, when I first started out drinking, um, I had a really bad experience with a, uh, a a bottle of Old Forester. Not that it was, uh, you know, I didn't get sick or anything. It had just been in a basement. And it just tasted really musty. Huh. So I'm like, oh, bourbon sucks. I'm not drinking that stuff. And I started <laughs> drinking scotch. And I was actually drinking scotch in my really early 20s and uh, didn't the get same. turned on to bourbon until like 10, 12 years later. I had a bad experience with bourbon in high school, and I'm not going to go into the details. <laughs> and, uh, my body recognized it as poison for a long time. But interestingly enough, I learned I could drink rye. <laughs> wow. Wow. That isn't an, an adaptation. Well, you know, I was the same way for a long time. I drank mezcal, but no tequila. Yeah. Huh. Yeah. You know, I drank old, old Overholt and, uh, and, and not, you know, beam, but eventually I learned that, no, it's actually not poison if uh, consumed responsibly. <laughs> uh, it's actually quite pleasant. That's funny. I remember someone complaining bitterly about how American rye whiskey all just tasted like bourbon because of those damn barrels. <laughs> wow. Well, okay. Um yeah. Well, we could we could, you know, age it in old socks, I suppose. <laughs> Just to make it different. So anyway, um the thing with Jimmy was he was always saying that and, uh, and I I used to joke that one of my um proudest moments which I mentioned in the story was uh when I managed to get Jimmy to say that to a bunch of uh, a, a room full of 400 whiskey geeks who were all just slavering at the idea of the next event after him, which was tasting a 21-year-old Stitzel Weller, <laughs> and, and, <laughs> which which I had tasted the night before, and it was uh, it was the color of espresso. It was just way oh. over oaked. Yeah, well, it's and, like licking uh, the bottom of a drawer. I know why, and you know, I gotta say, even after he said that. And they got served that stuff. They're like, "Ooh, yum! That is so good, mm, boy!" And I'm just, yeah, okay, all right. I mean, I, I guess it's you know, it's the triumph of the brain over the palate. Uh, their brain, the people learned from uh, most modern American whiskey geeks, kind of came at it from Scotch, I think, or at least the culture started with Scotch for for collecting whiskey and all that. Where you know, twelve years in Scotland is. Right. is is like an afternoon in Kentucky. I mean, it's uh, the climate there is slow, 
And so they see 12 years. That's got to be good. And the used barrels, too. Yeah, exactly. Like in America, yeah. we use a new oak barrel, but in, in Scotland, they use a used bourbon barrel. or uh, Yeah, which was, barrel. I just, uh, somebody just sent me a link to a local news story about a uh, an American whiskey distiller. I mean, this is just yesterday I was looking at this, and the guy's saying, oh, yeah, we're using uh, used barrels. Uh, you get more flavor out of those. And I'm just what? thinking, no, 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 you don't, buddy. No, no you don't. No, you don't. No. And if you're the blender, that's scary. I agree. <laughs> Yeah. Oh God! Uh, we've we've learned over the last few years, words like more can be actually mean less. So <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. I think talking about the barrel is important because obviously, like to make you know American whiskey to be labeled as bourbon or rye, you have to use a new a new oak barrel, right? Which is usually right. American oak and it's charred. And the problem is, is that like the oak, you know, depending upon who you talk to, the wood gives obviously all the color but a lot of the flavor to the whiskey, right? Yeah. And, and, and it's, and it, there's like a certain sweet spot where you have the flavor from the alcohol, from the spirit, and then you have the flavor from the wood. And it's a balance between the two. And I think obviously it, it obviously varies depending upon how you make, you know, the spirit, how, you know, where your distillery is, how hot it is, how cold it is. So it's always that perfect kind of balance between the two, but, but, you know, some of these older whiskeys that we keep seeing coming out, you know, 15, 20, whatever, God knows, 50, you know, people want the balance it's gets skewed. Right. Yeah. 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 But I, I think, yeah. um, you know, as Dave said earlier, I think a lot of this comes from the age statements on scotch. You know, I still hear people talking about that. It's like, oh, my scotch is 12 years old. Your bourbon's only eight. <laughs> quite apples That's okay. and oranges, but it's yeah. pretty damn close well you know more americans should have passports i think <laughs> <laughs> maybe go to scotland mm. go go on a nice july day and stand out there in the rain in a river freezing <laughs> your buns off trying to catch a fish that doesn't want to bite anything and uh, you know then say okay that's uh, that's summertime here I, I was there years ago doing research for, uh, I think that my book, The Business of Spirits, and it was like a heat wave. And there were literally articles in the newspaper saying like, this is what sunscreen is. And this is why you <laughs> need to put it on during this heat wave. Like it was literally like a foreign concept to them. And it was like, it was amazing, you know, that yeah. they were like, there's no air conditioning in these places. You know, there's no, yeah. you know, they don't need it. There's no sunscreen, you know, it's, at least then, I mean, it was, uh, you know, the whole idea of a heat wave was a completely new phenomenon. And, and it shows in the whiskey. It takes longer yeah. for the whiskey to mature. Obviously, in hotter yeah. climates, like, you know, it takes less time. You know, if it was, you know, if we go to the Caribbean, rum is traditionally not aged for 12 years or 20 years or 18 you years. You can't. It's no, three to five is plenty for, yeah. for, for a Caribbean-aged rum, you know. it's It gets a lot of a lot done in that time you're fighting two things right you're fighting yeah. evaporation right what we right. call the angel share right so every year you're losing some of whatever you know either the liquid or, or the the, the the water or the the alcohol is, is evaporating right depending upon where you are it's escaping from the barrel and then also it's pulling ever more flavor in a certain point i think you know we all talk about the baking notes and the sweetness from oak but then at a certain point it turns to tannins yeah, yeah. that's the real problem 
you, you get know, you over get past about 14 years and you start getting a lot of <laughs> yeah oh and yeah. you feel in the side of your mouth i mean that's yeah it's that astringent pull Mm-hmm. And a little bit is good, but it's 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 yeah exactly. You know, I mean, a little bit gives you gives you some structure. It's nice, uh, what they call grip. But man, I, I still remember. You know, the first um, the first twenty year old pappy I had was just over. I mean, other ones have got got better. And that's the thing. Yeah. You know, my you know when I wrote in the piece, it is not to say that there are no good bourbons over fifteen years old. There are, um, but it is rare. <laughs> they are rare. That's what you know. And the the thing when I quoted uh, Connor Driscoll from Heaven Hill, he's like, "Yeah, we had a twenty seven year old whiskey, and it was amazing. It was amazing that it was drinkable. Is what it was amazing. <laughs> yeah. And, and yeah. it was one. It was like you know one barrel out of millions. Yeah, you said the other ones had to be tossed. They were just you know right. And and that's you know say four barrel. I mean, it's very odd that for four barrels to make it that long anyway without falling apart completely right. or or. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but also, I mean, when you think about how many millions of barrels there are aging in Kentucky, I think there are more more barrels than people at this point in the whole I think state. It's actually, twice as many. Twice as many now, yes. which is incredible. Yeah. Um, well, I wish yes. the barrels could vote. <laughs> <laughs> the The fact is that out of the millions of barrels aging, how many of them can really or should go beyond four, five, six, seven, eight, ten years? I mean, it's a very small percentage. With every year, it's like a, a ever smaller number of barrels that can go, you know, you know, another year or another two years or another. I mean, it's it's a very steep decline. I think there's this kind of idea that all barrels can age for decades. Each warehouse only has like a little spot on the ground floor in the middle, you know, where where it's a little bit protected from the highest temperatures, and you can only put a few barrels there. I mean. That you you some barrels have to be on the upper floor, and those those things are just going to cook. For a lot of the you know the the standard marks, right? The standard whiskey people put out on the you know whiskey on the younger side, and then you know over the last ten years, I'd say, as the demand from, I'll say it, people like us, whiskey writers, bartenders want ever older ever more special releases whether it's you know for the holidays it's you know you know it's you know it's gifts but whatever it is like they, they want a ladder you know to go up you know there's this this yeah. terrible idea in america that older is better and more expensive is better when it comes to whiskey i, I think of a, a phone interview i did with a um guy in a liquor store in boston one time i was uh doing a piece just for a trade journal and i needed to get some quotes and i called the guy and he's actually he's working he's working the floor and you know I, I overhear him he's like hold on a sec and he it goes and he talks to this guy and i can overhear him you know the phone's off uh-huh. the hook and he's and he's saying to the guy well you know if you really want a 30 year old I can put you in a 30 year old for a lot less than that. If it's the, if it's the number <laughs> that's important. And I'm like, it was, it was like, he was selling shoes to the guy. Right. <laughs> so he comes he back and gets on the phone. I'm like, so does that guy know what he's buying? He's like, yeah, he's buying a number. I'm like, well, there you are. There you are. Right. I mean, and that's, and, and that's fine. You know, if that's what you want and you're never going to open up that bottle of, 
you know, 70 year old bourbon and it's going to be on your shelf and you're not going to subject anybody to it. Part of it is that people it's, they're not buying the whiskey to drink anymore. They're buying it as like a, like a show item or an investment, which is, you know, yeah, it's a, it's a, it's, it's almost like they're buying, you know, a Rolex or something. Right. So that everybody yeah. can see that they have this object. And by the time it's pulled out, it's like when, if it's ever opened, it's, you know, yeah. the, the expectations are so high. I mean, it could be filled with, you know, uh, you know, apple juice and everybody would think it would say it's the best bourbon because it's just like, you know, it's their expectation <laughs> that it's going to blow yeah. them away. It's, yeah, this yeah, is yeah. what I tell people. Of, of course, those whiskeys are great. They have to be. <laughs> <laughs> when you spend that much money and work yeah, that right. hard to get them. Yeah. <laughs> of course. Right. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Wonderful. But that's the funny thing is that like, you know, we've all written stories over the last few years for Half Full about, you know, some of our favorite whiskeys. And sometimes we name them, sometimes we don't because we don't want them to sell out or are some of the ones that aren't the oldest whiskeys that aren't the most expensive ones that are sometimes hard to find because liquor stores are stopped. They're they're not stocking the bottom shelf as well as they used to where Mm -hmm. some of the best whiskeys live. Like that's the secret. Oh, I mean, I think of whiskeys like this is a Irish whiskey, but the uh, Bushmills 10 year old malt whiskey yeah which is just perfection i mean 10 years it does not need to be in barrels longer after that it's a light whiskey and you start to taste the barrel more and more but at 10 years it's it's you know it's just delightful but that that whiskey never gets the respect that like the 12 year olds and the 16 year olds and the 21 year olds get even though the person who put that out uh knew at the time that they were getting the best out of that whiskey you know yeah. Yeah. That's like that new one they've got the um, uh, in the hexagonal shaped bottle Sexton. I think it's oh, yeah. called. Yeah, yeah, young malt whiskey, and that is, I mean, for the price and flavor, that's it's just delicious. Yeah. Well, I mean, for years, I mean, I remember one of the first stories that you wrote for Half Full Lou was one about bottled and bond, and it was kind of like this is the gold standard for years. For whatever reason, it's sort of fallen out of favor among drinkers and bartenders and. But yet the, the distilleries still make it and the whiskey is wonderful. And it's like, if you see bottled and bond on a label, it's probably going to be good. And now, and now, yeah. too good yeah. of a job telling people about bottled and bond because it's sort of backfired. We knew it would probably, but it, it yeah. backfired because now, you know, they're really sought after in the prices of anything as they should have. I mean, it was undervalued right. and it was, right. it was like, you know, you're telling me some of the best whiskey is bottled, you know, is bottled in bond at a higher proof than normal, but it sells for less. Like, what am I not getting? <laughs> like, I don't know, yeah. but just yeah. buy it. Stop asking questions. <laughs> yeah. 
Just buy the yeah. whiskey. <laughs> Save get that bottle of. Because uh, at some point, everybody's going to realize that something's wrong here. Like you know, it's not. <laughs> and they did right. They did. And, and now, and now the bottled and bond stuff is two, three, four, five times as expensive as it was five years ago, and it's the same stuff. Yeah. Or, I mean, it, or, it's, or it's gone. Or it's, or it's gone. gone. Yeah. Yeah. Those are the ones that hurt when they realized they could make more money putting the same juice in a different bottle. Uh, I think of uh, the ill-fated Rye One. Oh, God, oh, yeah. yeah. Where they put Overholt in a truly hideous bottle with a really bad name. Good rolling pin, though. It, it is a, a perfect cylinder. Pin. I'll grant yes. that. I think it might still be available, but yeah. On the other hand, what they're doing with old Overholt now is wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a it's a a reasonably priced, hundred proof, not overly aged rye whiskey, and you know, sign me up. Yeah. yeah. Well, even they're even they're not bonded. They reissued uh, as oh yeah, uh, non chill filtered now, and, and it uh, actually makes a difference. That's the cool thing. You can yeah. actually taste that difference. Yeah, it's got some richness to it. Yeah, I mean, in some ways, I feel like you know good whiskey should be recognized, right? And celebrated. So, you know, part of me, you know, we knew that that, that some of our undervalued favorites would be rediscovered. And yeah. I'm glad that they are because, and, and yeah. given the credit they are, it's just, it hurts. <laughs> In <laughs> yep. the wallet sometimes. But, um, yep. you, know. you can still get uh, a lot of bonded whiskeys for pretty yes. cheap. Oh, for sure. Uh, and they're all fine. Well, until this podcast comes out, but yes, I mean, uh, you know, <laughs> listeners, you know, before the the last of these bargains disappear, go out and and look for the bottled and bond of, of whiskeys. But four years in Kentucky for American whiskey, you know, uh, is is plenty for aging. It's enough. Yeah, right. And that goes back to the original question: like, what is like, you know, if if fifteen, like, what your story was saying that like. Like you talk to most of the the legendary master distillers from from Jimmy Russell at Wild Turkey to, to Fred No and, and Jim Beam, who's obviously a direct descendant of, of, of Jim Beam, the the person um, Fred yeah. knows. Um, you know what? You know, fifteen years old is too old, as most of these these distillers agreed. What is the proper age then? I mean, it's you know, like is it like four to eight, like? Six I mean, to for, eight, for right. me, I like the range between six and 12 because yeah. I mean, uh, under six, it's still a little, a little brash for me, but mm -hmm. at six, I can still get a nice stiff shot in the face. Um, whereas at 12, I can sit down and linger with it when it gets starts getting above 12, it starts getting too astringent. When it's below six, it's maybe a little too shouty, but. In between six and twelve, that's the, the beautiful thing. Yeah. In between six and twelve, you've got the option of uh, bold and and maybe a little blasty. And you know, at the top end of that, you've got a really well integrated thing. And that was the that was the thing that most of these guys were were getting at when they were saying, you know, you've got a, a high end and a low end. At the low right. end, the whiskey wasn't getting integrated yet, and at the high end. It was getting overpowered. Noah, what's your range? Oh, I was I was hoping to skate by. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've seen I mean, you drink whiskey. You, you, I, I, you I have drunk, this. <laughs> I, I do. I have drunk whiskey in the past. Um, I, I think you know. 
for me, it, it's very dependent, right, on on different on 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 the different distilleries. But I, you know, I kind of for the for bourbon, there there's a certain for myself when I drink it, like I want a certain depth of flavor, right? Like I like a really big, not not tannic, but like a very very big flavor right and i think sometimes like the original russell's reserve the one that they came out with yeah. years ago when the, one? yeah when they first yeah. thought that jimmy russell was going to retire and they like did all these amazing things for him and then he was like wait i'm not going anywhere like why did you do all that <laughs> but the original one which which was yeah it's like i have to go to work yeah. dummy it's like i can't go to all these parties why do you keep throwing parties um the original <laughs> one that he put out that 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 eddie chose for him um or with him was incredible and sometimes you see that with um, like the regular um, Blanton's Buffalo Trace, some of the Four Roses. So, I mean, I think I think four is usually too young for me, but like really uh, somewhere between six and ten is 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 often the sweet spot where you're getting a, a real depth of flavor there. You're getting, you know, a good amount of the wood, but not not so much the tannins of the wood and you're like some of the sharpness of the alcohol has sort of burned off. So you're not yeah. getting, you mm. know, um, even if it's high proof, you're not getting like, you know, that strong alcohol note, like, you know, you know, getting punched in the nose by it, that like, it's sort of mellowed a little bit. The flavors have come together and you, and you get that, you know, and it's, you know, it should be easy to drink, you know? And I think a lot of people think, you know, when, especially as they pay ever more money for it and it's older that it should should be hard right oh, it's no. like it shouldn't be for everybody you know if it was easy yeah. you know it's not for everybody yeah. you know and it's like it's expensive because it's rare it's not necessarily rare because it's good right and like you need to be a certain type of person to appreciate it and like how could i ever appreciate something so refined it's like that's whiskey like it should be enjoyable yeah well i noticed that those were pretty much the, the core of all the uh the comments and responses I got on that story that were um, dismissive or, I don't know, arguing against was essentially that if you don't like whiskey over 12 years old, it's because you have a simple palate. Right. Oh, and, hey. right. It's like, I I mean, come on. No. <laughs> I mean, it's a pretty convenient argument. <laughs> yeah. Look, I'm not saying that, you know, there, I'm sure there's, there are people out there who like a very wooded whiskey right yes. like a very tannic one and, and they are rare that is not a common palette right but it exists right and and i think there should be whiskey of all kinds but for most people that's not what they want that's that, that's not what what tastes good you know what i mean that's yeah. like a very small amount of people and that's and, the, and and that's not to say that those people have any better palate than you or i they're they're not right. super tasters yeah. they're not you know their, their palates are more evolved right they shouldn't be insured by lloyds of london it's like burning a cake and saying well you don't <laughs> you don't like my burned cake well you just you don't know what good cake is like you don't you know <laughs> you know if you had a better palate you'd like my burned cake you know i mean <laughs> i'd say after uh two decades of doing many many blind tastings and judging spirits competitions i have a fairly well-developed palate i could tell irish whiskey from scotch and all that kind of stuff like blind you know cachaca from rum agricole or whatever yeah uh, you know reasonably good at like at least uh, getting the main primary colors of these things <laughs> and uh, 
you know, for me, uh, Jimmy Russell, when I first met him uh, in like 2001, uh, he said six to 10 years was was the sweet spot. And I'm kind of, I kind of like four yeah. to 10, I've got to say. I'm, I'm good with four-year-old whiskey. Okay. But that's well, because it's, it's one little word, which is ice. Yeah. Oh, true. You know, okay. I'll put it on the rocks and I think yeah. it's delicious. Like yeah. Any four-year-old bonded, like bonded old granddad, oh, sure. 1799. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Of, of yeah. Court, you know, that stuff is fine when you put it on the rocks. Or yeah, in a highball with some club soda yeah. or ginger oh, beer. Yeah. I mean, it's so very it's good, so good. Very good point. Yeah. And then you know, and, and American whiskey grew up with ice. We yeah. were always putting ice into our whiskey since the 1850s. I mean, 1840s. That's that's a long time, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it took me a while to get uh, to that point, but I finally told the scotch just screw. Yeah. You know, I'm. I'm I, put, put I put ice, ice in, in my there. scotch it's now. Just how it is. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yep. I, I, because yep. it tastes good. I mean, again, yeah. it's like you know, I don't. Or you don't get it's any my whiskey. Extra, I bought it. Or you don't get any extra points for you know drinking it <laughs> a way that you don't enjoy. You know, exactly. that's, no. you know I don't know. It's it's. And I mean, I, I, you're right because the, the younger the age and the higher the proof, it stands up obviously better in ice yeah. and water and cocktails. And if it's a nice like eight, you know, eight to ten years old, uh, I probably will just pour it into a glass and 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 leave the ice aside unless uh, it's really hot out or whatever four years old is already it's reached the first balance it hits between grain and wood and it doesn't taste like unbaked grain or or bread dough or anything like that yeah i think at four years in in kentucky aging it, it does taste like whiskey but it is it is a little uh rambunctious and punchy a little bit of ice will definitely chill it, but uh, and, and, and obviously it, it varies from brand to brand too. Yeah, it and, does. and that's, I think, at, at some of the, the the bonded ones, you have the best shot at finding a really really good four year old whiskey. Well, and of course, the other thing we 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 all have to keep in mind is you know what what actually sells. What the, the most people well, are right. drinking is blended scotch and four year old bourbon. Yeah, I mean, and I think there's a reason why that they have been endearingly popular. You know, it's yeah, it's the balance. You know, yeah. it's your trade-off. Well, twelve-year-old uh, blended scotch on on the rocks got me through the first half of the pandemic. So, <laughs> <laughs> in in a big bucket glass, uh, uh -huh. with a big lug of, of of scotch, and you just kind of sit there and cross your legs and let your heel kick back and forth and just uh, nod your head and hope it all ends soon <laughs> but at least you got something to uh, to calm you down you know thank you lou for coming on uh this afternoon evening i will uh pour myself a glass of uh 35 year old bourbon and toast you um, <laughs> in your honor uh, I, my glass made out of wood i will have <laughs> my wooden glass i shall fill with some over oaked uh, bourbon and toast you. I know that's how you like to drink your whiskey. Don't uh, don't forget the oak stirring stick. The oak, of and course. The wooden ice cube. Yes, the wooden ice yeah. cube. <laughs> the tea bag made of wood shavings. I know you. That's how. That's how I know you like it. So uh, I will drink in your honor. But thank you for coming. On. We appreciate. That it. was a pleasure. Thank you very much. Always a pleasure, Lou. Good to talk to you guys. You too. Take care. Cheers. Dave and I encourage you to drink responsibly always.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com.